Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. It's mid-January, and the common theme I'm hearing from the designers I'm speaking with is that they're overwhelmed, stressed out, and experiencing chaos in their projects. Today, I want to talk about how to avoid that overwhelming feeling, which will negatively impact all of the projects that you are managing. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. So like I just said, I have been speaking to a lot of designers over the past couple of weeks. And while we're talking about how to handle certain situations, how to market themselves for this coming year, how to leverage the relationships they have, and those kinds of questions are pretty common and ones that I love digging in with individually to help that designer set themselves on a better and stronger path for their business. But every call I have or every email I get, inevitably the designer mentions feeling overwhelmed or stressed out or feeling like they're living in chaos. And that is a serious problem, not only, of course, for your mental health and your well-being, but for renovation management. Now, the saying goes, God is in the details. Well, I tend to restate that and say the successful design is in the details. And I don't mean that lightly. There are so many details that go into any renovation project. And let's be fair, we are human. Things can get missed. They can get overlooked. They can be confused with other details. Lots of things can go on and happen, especially if the designer is working on their own or with a very small staff. Now, in another podcast, we'll talk about how to manage the staff that you do employ because those details that they are creating need to be reflective and in keeping with the designs that you are intending to present to a client and ultimately produce. But today, I want to talk to the designers who are truly feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, anxious, all of those horrible words that none of us want to feel. And what I want to say is, I get it. I have been there, as have every designer listening. And I know you're nodding and smiling along, going, yep, been there. And you may, in fact, be there right now. So I find that this overwhelm and stress comes from three different possibilities. One, you are overworked. You have taken on too many projects and you can't manage the workload. The second is work-life balance. I mean, let's be real. We have lives outside of what we do for a living. And I hope you do, right? And that balance can get misaligned and create stress and anxiety. And then lastly, if you are insecure or anxious or not confident in your own skills, managing renovation projects. 
right? Those seem to be the root of all of the anxiety and overwhelm that I hear designers talking about when we start breaking it down. So let's take each of those individually. Okay, so let's say that you are telling me you have five jobs running right now and you've got two new client meetings in two weeks and you're feeling really excited about it. And then in the next sentence, you tell me about three or four things on those current jobs that aren't going well. You missed this. Oh, the budget wasn't tightened up there. You didn't review this in time. And so you missed a deadline. What that tells me and why you can't see it because you're literally in it is that you have too much work. Now, I have done this countless times to myself. And nowadays, if I do it, I know I'm doing it to myself, which is even weirder that I still follow through and take on that one project. But please hear me when I say that no one wins if you take on more work all at one time, right? So the client who is anticipating this high level service that you provide your clients won't get that high level. It's just a reality. They will get really close and you will do your damnedest behind the scenes to make sure it's as high as humanly possible. But let's be real. It will not be what it could be if you were running fewer jobs and felt calmer and steadier about the workload. That's just reality. Okay. Now you are telling me, well, I'm sorry, Renee, but they're already going on. And oh my God, and this is what I hear. This just anxious voice coming through from these designers. And yes, if you have jobs currently running and they're in demo stage or they're in rough in stage or you're finishing them out, there isn't a whole lot you can do except take a moment and break it down. Every project comes in stages. Every project follows the same order of steps, and you need to plot them out. You literally can get a piece of paper, put in columns, the four or five clients you've got, where are they? What's next? And so that while you still may be under the gun to get these decisions and selections made, you at least know what decisions and selections you need to be making. Now, if you need to go back and reevaluate something or look at a budget number and see why it's so whacked, okay, do that. And then this is going to be the tough one. You need to tell your client what's going on. Now, I don't encourage you to say, hey, I'm running five jobs and you're going to get the best of me, but it's really not the best of me. It's the best I can offer in this moment, right? That's just unreasonable. And no one wants to hear that. No one wins from hearing that. The client certainly doesn't want to hear that. And frankly, I think you can be doing more behind the scenes to calm the chaos so that they actually are getting that high level service that they were looking for when they hired you. But let's be real. You may uncover something that you have to tell the client about. I was speaking with one designer and she missed something in the budget. There was a line item that just wasn't there. And she had to go back to the client and say, we need to add $10,000 to your budget. This was missing and I didn't see it on the contractor's budget. Now the contractor said, oh, I thought you would handle it. And everybody, you know, slings all the mud in all the directions. And my favorite saying, and please quote me anytime you want to, I tell my clients, if I'm not in the room, I'm under the bus. And sometimes the bus, they'll drive it over me a few times. And you may be laughing, but it is true. The designer typically gets blamed for anything that goes missing. 
Now, again, that's not fair. And we can talk about that endlessly. But let's just own it, know that it happens, and do what we can to mitigate it. So this designer said to me, she said, Renee, I missed it. And she's probably listening to this podcast right now. And I said, okay, that happens. Shit happens. Okay, you can't go back. You can only move forward. She said she told the client, and of course, they weren't thrilled, but they understood. Now, could it have gone a different way? Yeah, this designer, she got lucky, okay? And luck is okay. She was transparent. She was open the minute she figured it out. And she's now developing options within that budget item to hopefully keep the costs as low as humanly possible. But as she and I then further discussed, if she had fewer projects, she would have had the time. She would have said, oh, wait, something's missing here. And I get it because I do it. And I told her, I said, yep, I miss things too. And hopefully I get them right in the nick of time. But the anxiety is still there, even if you get it in the nick of time. And then it happens, like this designer learned, sometimes you get it too late. You do what you can do. You are, as I'm always saying, honest and transparent with your client. And let's be real. We are human and humans make mistakes. Now, as I reminded this designer who did not need to be reminded, let's not make more mistakes on this project, right? Because unfortunately, this situation has now opened up a bit of Pandora's box. And designers listening, I know you're going to understand this, but that client from this point forward through the rest of the project will micromanage certain aspects. They will question things. They will look more closely at things. That again is human nature. They don't want any more surprises, let alone expensive surprises. So is the trust broken? Definitely not. Absolutely not, in fact, because that designer went forward and said, this is what happened. I am going to own this, and this is how we're going to get out of it. So pairing back on projects moving forward is a way that that designer can have the bandwidth to carefully and meticulously go through each of her current projects and make sure those mistakes don't happen again. Now, will other mistakes happen? Sure, that's entirely possible. But now this one, this time I can guarantee you to the day she retires, she will look for this line item in a budget every single time because we don't make the mistakes twice, or at least you shouldn't. So this designer is going to break down her projects, like I just said, figure out where everybody is, what is needed. And yes, that could take a couple of hours. It depends on how many projects are going and how many moving parts and how big the scope of works are. But those few hours could save thousands in the end, let alone the stress, anxiety, and overwhelm that the designer was feeling because she didn't feel she had a handle on her projects. Okay, so that is when you have too many projects at one time. What happens when your personal life gets in the way of work? Okay, I hope you know I'm being sarcastic. Your personal life should take precedent to any work that we do. That's just a reality. As I joke with friends, nobody dies on my watch. What we do is a luxury in this world, right? Nobody needs to redo a bathroom. Nobody needs to redo a kitchen. Nobody needs additions. That is a luxury and an investment in their property. So when the phone rings or the texts come through on the weekends, my husband periodically will joke and say, hey, how's the hospital? Everything okay? 
And I'm glad he does that because it's a good reminder that while something may feel really, really urgent, the reality is it can wait. Does it mean it waits a week or a month? No, but it can wait until there's a moment that is appropriate for me to handle that situation. So work-life balance. I've told this story before. It is just so poignant. I'm going to tell it again. Years ago, I was at an event for my daughter at school. It was one where you walked around a track and you counted the laps you did. And one mother caught up to me and she said, oh, I'm so glad I found you, Renee. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, I hadn't seen her in a little while. And she said, I've been meaning to reach out to you. I'm going to go back to work. And I wanted to talk to you about your work-life balance and how you structure that. Now, I did apologize later because I burst out laughing. It was absolutely a visceral reaction. I just couldn't help it. I thought it was such an absurd question to ask me. What? What the hell is work-life balance? And, And my God, why are you asking me? Right? Because I don't think any working moms truly sit down at night and say, yep, damn, I'm good. I got this all balanced. I got work. I got home life. Everything's good. I am winning. Right? It just doesn't happen. And especially in the types of business that we are in. A lot of our business comes in waves. Now, can you control when one wave hits versus a calm period? Sometimes. And you try. And of course, I will always want you to try to plan accordingly. But life happens, right? Kids get sick. There's a play at school. Your husband plans a vacation. You know, God forbid a health incident happens. You know, there's really no, quote, perfect balance. The goal should be instead to do the best you can. So what I do and what I told this woman after I stopped laughing, and you should have seen her face. She was kind of, I felt badly. I think she was hoping for this like miraculous comment of mine. And here I was laughing, right? I said, there's no such thing. Like, sorry, I don't mean to ruin your day. And actually, I think I did. But I want her to know the truth, right? I didn't want to, you know, blow sunshine and have her then go back to work and be like, what are you talking about? Renee, or even worse, think, oh my God, I'm failing. Renee's got this work-life balance and I am not doing well. So what I do is I look at the month and I try to plan out what I think will be happening that month. Because again, it's just what I think will be happening. So for instance, I started demolition on January 3rd. Okay, I knew that. So when I looked at my January, I knew the first half of January was going to be more intense then the second half of January, right? Things settle down when you move into the rough in stages. You might be waiting for things. You know, the tub isn't in, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I know that the front end of my January is going to be intense. And then I still have school-age children. I looked at their schedule and I thought, okay, the first week back of school, hopefully those teachers are really tired and kind of hung over from the holidays as well. And they'll go easy as far as tests and quizzes. My daughter, she has midterms. I know that's in the third week of January. So that's sort of the quote work-life balance that I create. But does that mean day by day I've created balance? The answer is no. I do the best I can with what's handed to me during that day, but I do, for my own sanity, try to get a feel for what the month looks like, and if I can get more granular into what the weeks look like, I feel like a rock star, but not all months, particularly this month with demo, we ran into some problems. It's going to go into a third week. I wouldn't have planned for that, 
But that's okay because when you know that there's sort of parameters that can stretch, you still have a feel for what your month's going to look like. Now, can I tell you what three months will look like? Absolutely not. I've got a vague idea. I think this project's going to get off the ground. But you know what? I can't look that far out. So the reality is if my husband does want to plan a vacation, then my work has to plan around that. And I know that that is a stressful thing for me to say, but I also don't want designers skipping vacations in order to continue working because that project, your client will suffer because of it. You'll either be fatigued or frustrated or resentful. Okay, so vacations are important. As we've discussed in the past, the more advance notice you give clients, quite frankly, the less they seem to care, so long as you get a plan in place. So that, to me, is the best work-life balance that I can create. And frankly, if any of you have suggestions, please feel free. I would welcome any suggestions that have worked for you that I can implement in my own life and then share with all the listeners who are also working on this balance that really does feel unattainable. And that can create an incredible amount of overwhelm and stress and anxiety. And then lastly, if you are not feeling comfortable about your skills, your knowledge, and your experience, but you are taking on these projects, yes, that can be anxiety producing. But here's the thing. Everybody has a first day. Everybody has a first project. Everybody has a first fill in the blank. And until you get past those firsts, they will feel overwhelming. And they may even feel overwhelming in the moment. But you need to switch your mindset and look at it not as, oh my God, I've never done this before. And say to yourself, wow, I've never done this before. This is an opportunity not only for me to learn something new, but to be able to offer and apply it to future projects, okay? Because that is the only way that you are going to add to your arsenal of knowledge that you will be applying to future jobs. Now, does that mean that it's not going to be a scary first day? No, I cannot guarantee that. Will you get a sleepless night? I hope not, because that only makes things worse. Personally, I don't do well without sleep. But there are times where I will be woken up worrying about what's going to happen that day. And that, again, is normal. And I try to reframe it and look at it as an opportunity to be learning something new. And then remember, first days end. Your first project finishes. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute. I actually do know this. Oh, wait, this sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, I saw this on the last project. That's how your confidence will slowly build as you take on more projects with bigger scopes of work or more complicated scopes of work or what have you, or even just new scopes of work. So I want the designers listening to understand that that's normal. And I think in this whitewashed world we see in social media, nobody looks like they're on their first day. Hell, nobody looks like they're on their hundredth day. They look like they're on their hundredth year because everything is photoshopped and beautiful and professionally lit and professionally photographed. And frankly, that's not reality for pretty much any designer I know. And I know designers who've been in the business longer than me. Those are in that moment. Those are a way to market their skills. That's not their day in and day out reality. 
but it's hard. I get it. I flip through Instagram. I'm like, oh God, look at that. That's, that's amazing. Oh my goodness. Gosh, I wish I could do that kitchen or wow. I wish I'd have that opportunity. But the reality is I don't photograph all my work for a variety of reasons. And I know other designers don't photograph all of their work. So you need to keep in mind that if you are really new to doing this work, that you are building a portfolio and that you cannot compare your new portfolio with someone who's been in the business 10 years, hell, even five years because of the number of projects that they've done that you are still building on. And that is okay. Now, again, you know me, you always need to be honest and transparent about your experience and knowledge, but that doesn't mean you're not qualified to take on these projects. You just need to either have the support you need through an architect or a contractor that will help guide you through the process, or you need to take on small enough projects that you are comfortable doing until you succeed enough times that you're comfortable moving on to those mid-sized projects. But being transparent and honest with the client, I promise they still will hire you because they know what they're hiring. The last thing I want anyone listening to do is to inflate their experience or their knowledge, get into a situation where they have no business being, and the entire project goes sideways and either costs a fortune for the designer to fix or their reputation is sullied with both the homeowner and all the trades that are on the project. It really is a losing proposition to do that. And I know it can be tempting if someone dangles this amazing project in front of you before you're ready to take it on. So if that does happen, if you have a friend with great means and they want to give you that leg up, take it. But be honest and put in place the support that you will need so that that project is successful and you literally can use it as a launching pad. Okay, so do you hear the difference? I don't want you to say no to the project. I want you to say yes with these conditions. And yes, that also could produce more overwhelm, stress, and anxiety. But if you have those guardrails in place, those people that will support you, you can minimize it so that it is a successful project and one that will help grow your business. And that is the goal. So to recap, the designers that I've been speaking with We have boiled down this overwhelm, this stress feeling, the anxieties that they're talking about to figure out what the root cause is. If it's too many projects, then learn to stack your projects. And trust me, that is a beautiful thing to be able to do. So what I mean by stacking your projects, that means Mrs. Smith calls tomorrow with this amazing project. You've got three going right now. Guess what you're going to tell Mrs. Smith? Absolutely. I'd like to do the work. Let's talk about it. I would be available to start in the fall. Now, I actually said that recently, and it wasn't because of my schedule. It was because of this contractor's schedule. And the client took a deep breath. I mean, it was overwhelming to hear, wow, okay, we're in January. Wait, you're talking September? That's, that's, wow, that's a long time from now. And it is. But here's the reality. That contractor is the right fit for this project for a variety of reasons, not just his skill set, but also his personality. I think it would be a good blend with that homeowner. Uh, we work really well together. It'd probably be pretty seamless. It also gives us plenty of time to get all of the pieces and parts in place so that the project doesn't have any delays once we get started. But also, 
because they want the best job they can get. And if I'm overwhelmed or if the contractor is overwhelmed or stretched too thin, that client and their project pays the price. So try to stack your projects. Now, again, if you're working too many right now, they're underway. The ball's in motion. You're going to have to do your best to break them down into manageable pieces and parts that you can stay on top of. And I know for newer designers, it is tempting to say yes every time someone asks you to work with them. But by saying yes, you are actually harming your future leads and referrals. So stacking those projects, really looking at the calendar, saying yes to the project, but I need to look at my calendar. We are likely going to be several months off. You can say that. That buys you time to actually sit down with your calendar, look at your current load, and lay it out appropriately and get as close as possible. Well, hell, with COVID, a lot of things are off, but you you can get closer to that open spot than your sanity, and that project will be better off. Now, this work-life balance, you heard me, there really is no perfect work-life balance. At least I've never found it, and I've been working for a long time. But if you can get a general handle on it, where am I going to be most stressed this month? And then again, if you have more details and you can get to that week-by-week look, that's even better. But give yourself a break. Some days are just going to fall to pieces. That happens. It happens to me. It happens to all the seasoned designers I talk to, as well as all the new designers. But just try to reframe it as maybe not a disaster, but an opportunity to learn something new so that disaster is avoided next time. And I know that can be challenging in the moment. So if you're in the moment and you are feeling like you're in a disaster and you need help reframing, always feel free to reach out to me. I get emails all the time and I'm happy to get back to anyone who is struggling over a situation. And then lastly, your experience and your knowledge. You need to build the confidence so that you can stand toe-to-toe with all the other trades on that project. That is not something that happens overnight. It is not something that you can BS your way through. It comes by taking on those firsts and seeing those firsts not as a negative, like, oh, it's my first project. Oh, this is my first kitchen. But, oh my God, this is my first kitchen. I've been waiting for this moment. I am going to put my heart and soul into this project, learn everything I can, and then springboard this project into more projects like this or bigger. There really is an opportunity in every project you take on, whether you've been doing this for a year or whether you've been doing this for as long as I have. There is always an opportunity for me to learn something new that I can apply to my next project. And that is how you're going to build the confidence that you need to tamp down all of those anxious feelings that are natural and understandable, but do not serve you in a project. So like I said, it's only mid-January. You have the chance. Let's play out the rest of the year in a way that you can manage it, whatever that looks like for each of you and the size of your firms and the size of the projects. And if new calls come in, please take my advice and stack those projects so that you can give that 100% that we all truly want to give to each project and that the details that you need to be focusing on 
will get the proper attention that they deserve and that the project needs and requires. So if anyone does need to reach out to me, do not suffer in overwhelm alone. It just doesn't serve you and it certainly doesn't serve your projects. I am happy to listen to the situations you're in and offer advice on ways that you can mitigate issues, find your way through the fog, and get back onto a path that you are more comfortable with. And in the meantime, I can't thank you enough for your time today, for reaching out to me, for sharing your stories, knowing that what you are going through will help all of the designers listening today. I'm very proud of the community that we're building, the fact that designers want to help other designers pull the curtain back on what's really happening in our day-to-day lives and not just live in this whitewashed social media world that we all get consumed by. So stay tuned. We're going to discuss other topics like this to keep you on track, managing projects, and succeeding as the only girl on the job site. But until then, I can't thank you enough for your time today, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today, and feel free to join me on social media at Davine Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.